Hey, you're on air with Ella, where we talk motivation, mindset, personal development, basically everything you need to get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Let's go. You know, for the longest time, wellness was a finish line I was trying to cross. It was a box that I was trying to check. It was a status that I was trying to achieve. I wanted to pursue wellness, accomplish it, and live happily ever after. Intellectually, I understood that it was not finite. Like once you get it, you have it forever, you're done. But I suspended that awareness of what I knew to be true time and time again. I suspended my knowing every time I purchased somebody's program or tried out their shortcut to wellness. Buying someone's program or following their protocol or taking their supplement is not inherently bad, of course, but my intentions were misconstrued. I thought if I could just cut out sugar or, or maybe I needed a high fat, low carb or, or, or maybe I needed more protein <laughs> or maybe I need more intense exercise, but in shorter intervals, or maybe my adrenals are so fatigued, I need less intensity and maybe more yoga. And shouldn't I meditate? Can I be capital W well if I don't meditate? (laughs) I wanted what I saw other people had. And, and this is the thing, I kept trying to fix myself in order to have it. Can you relate to this at any point in your life? In my opinion, this confusion is extremely understandable and very detrimental. When we look at wellness as a tier that we strive to achieve or qualify for, we not only end up with a lot of excess baggage that we pick up like trying to get there, but we entirely miss the point and can end up farther from the goal than ever. I had so many experiments and I tried out so many behaviors trying to create wellness. Again, that is not inherently bad. But for me, it was like I was trying to to build a house made up of other people's materials. You know, like if I use the right stuff, I could build this house and just move into it. (laughs) So I was collecting building materials and trying to manufacture wellness for myself. I wanted what they had. And when you're in this mindset and someone tells you that wellness comes from within, or you have what you need, your body knows what to do, or your body will tell you what it needs. I mean, you just don't have the ears to hear that. You might reject it as ignorant, like it might actually make you mad, or you feel like that person is terribly naive, or it's just wishful thinking, or it's just irrelevant to you. And you keep hacking away, right? And nailing things together and trying to build this house. I tried this for so long and it took failing for me to start to see this for what it was. I mean, I had this pile of expensive materials and time and effort and building this thing and it just, it just never came together. I believe that when you feel stuck, one of the best things that you can do is to examine your intention and then maybe change your goal. So getting stressed, becoming obsessed or unhappy or unpeaceful and therefore unhealthy in the pursuit of wellness is like, it's like getting mad when you can't find a parking space close to the door at the gym. (laughs) Is that a terrible analogy? You have to ask, what is the intention? If my intention was to feel whole and happy and at peace, then what the hell was I doing? When I started to redefine wellness, I came so much closer to my true intention. For me, and you might define this differently, wellness means to me vibrance and resilience. This is pretty different from the other words I used to use, like maybe vegan keto 
<laughs> or gut health or anti-inflammatory or diet and lifestyle or fitness and fat loss. Like some of those words might still have a place in my wellness vocabulary, but my target, my goal has shifted to vibrance and resilience. Vibrance. Okay. I want to feel light on my feet energetically. I want to bring energy into every room that I enter. I want to live and love and dance. And I want to enjoy food when I eat it. I want to be sexy sometimes and really smart and sharp and on my game other times. And I want to be a great friend and a good partner. I want to have a light that doesn't dim over time. And that's just the tip of that iceberg, okay? Does that sound different? Does that feel different in your body than saying, oh, I want to lose a few pounds? <laughs> it does for me. Okay, resilience. All right, this was huge for me, is huge for me. Now, I might be the only one, but just in case I'm not, can you relate to having a different body every few days? Anyone? <laughs> or different levels of comfort in your own skin, depending what phase the moon is in, or a different relationship with food or drink every other week or day or so? <laughs> Do you feel like the bomb.com on Friday and by Tuesday you just know you've never been a more hideous troll? <laughs> Anyone? Yeah, it's probably just me. Anyway, resilience is about far more than that, obviously, but it includes the ability to recognize that you are a dynamic living thing. It's the ability to go through ups and downs in our physical bodies, in our minds, in our general state, mood, emotions, relationships, etc. And know that not only is that 100% normal, but it's all okay. And when it's not, it will be okay again. In a book that I'm reading right now, author Emily Nagoski says, to be well is not to live in a state of perpetual safety and calm, but to move fluidly from a state of adversity, risk, adventure, or excitement back to safety and calm and out again. This makes so much more sense to me than a mountain that I need to climb so that I can put my stake in the ground called wellness. So if we want to first examine our true intentions and second, consider redefining our goals, then we need to talk about one of the biggest hurdles to actually applying this, to actually making it happen. One of the biggest hindrances to stopping the cycle of looking outward and trying to build that house with other people's materials or to finding peace around what you're trying to do and how you want to define wellness and live wellness is the tendency to totally disconnect from your body, to disassociate with your physical body, to metaphorically cut yourself off from the neck down. When we feel detached from ourselves, from our bodies, that is a coping mechanism. Maybe you wear clothes that disassociate you from your physical self and allow you to hide. Or similarly, maybe you wouldn't be caught dead in a bathing suit. Well, not until you achieve wellness, right? Not until you achieve some milestone in the distant future. Or maybe you disassociate and avoid or dislike physical activities like sex or exercise. Perhaps you overeat. That can help you disconnect from your physical self for a time. Overdrinking helps you disconnect. The trend here is the thing we do or don't do so we can remain disconnected, not plugged in to our physical selves. Because if we did, we'd really be in trouble. Well, I believe you cannot be truly healthy, well, whole, until you forge this connection, until you reconnect, until you stop disassociating. Ironically, it is possible to be completely obsessed with your body's appearance, how happy you are with it, or how disgusted you are with it, without ever feeling one iota of connection to it. It's more like an outfit that you have to walk around in all day, but you're not connected to the heart, mind, and body. 
right? It's something imposed on you or separate from you, something to be worshipped or reviled, but still somehow not you. And yeah, I mean, listen, you are not your body, okay? You are so much more than the physical self that you walk around in every day. But what I'm talking about is a mindful connection, an integrated connection between you and your physicality, because when you cut off from it, you treat it differently. It doesn't define you, but nor should it be so separate from you. I mean, how can you even begin to talk about intuitive eating or intuitive movement when you're totally disconnected from your body? Like, where would you even start? Right now, I just want us to think about it. I want to hear from you about it. I can tell you that some people who come to this awareness take some different paths toward the connection. It might be Tai Chi or pottery or belly dancing or yoga or intimacy that is truly vulnerable or breath work, meditation, even journaling that reconnected them or began them on that journey. Or maybe, maybe they just started paying attention, being aware and being open. It's all possible. There's not one way. Okay, so let's recap. We need to examine what we are trying to achieve. What is our intention for our physical bodies and how we want to feel in them? We need to look at the goals we've set and ask if they are in alignment with our true intention or if they should be replaced with new ones. We need to look at what we're doing to disassociate from our bodies when they don't feel like a safe place to us. What behaviors does that look like for you? Today's point is to consider, how are you going to define wellness for yourself? What words will that comprise? What does it mean to you and what is keeping you from living it? Let me hear from you. As always, you can find me on Instagram at onairwithella or on the site. That's onairella.com. No with to get to the website. All right. Can't wait to hear from you. Okay. Bye for now. Tell me what you think about this episode. Find me on Instagram at onairwithella. Would love to hear from you. Would love to hear your thoughts about today's show and tell me what you want more of. All right. I'm here for you. See ya. 